The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show coming to you in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook. We're still on Facebook, right? Oh, yeah. Or you're, It's a mailbag. How could we not? That's a great point. Yeah. Or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. I believe it's Apple, Google, or Spotify. All the things. All of them. Either way. Or just texasfootball.com. Yeah. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 37th birthday today. Okay. Do you know who you are? No, I don't. Happy birthday to a person who is inexplicably famous, Prince William. Okay. 37. Mm. Today's also Chris Pratt's 40th birthday. Mm. If you had told me that Prince, that Prince William was younger than Chris Pratt, I would have, uh, I would, well, I would have need some odds on that. Yeah, I suppose. Chris Pratt, of course, uh, most known. For being Andy Dwyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, is there something more obscure than that? What is more obscure than that? I don't think so. Jurassic World. I mean, like everything else has become such a massive hit. That's true. Anyway, uh, first four through the door. Daniel Agnew, Matt McSpadden, Levi Nebush, and Aaron Arbuckle. What is up, y'all? Uh, um, Ish is gone. He's abandoned us. There's an, I'll just, here's a camera shot of an empty chair next to Tepper. <laughs> Do we have like the sad Hulk music? No. No. We don't have the license for that. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to pay for that license? No, no. Pay for your licenses on your music, kids. Um, Today is Friday, June 21st, 2019, 160 days until Thanksgiving, episode 773. 773, the number of hits for Nelson Cruz in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, (laughs) um, we're going to do a segment that we've been teasing for... Six years. Way too long. I mean, it started from, the, it was the last <laughs> mailbag, and Tony Blaylock is the one who came up with the idea. We're going to talk about state title contenders outside of our top tens. Yeah. We've, of course, released our top tens in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, put them on social media. We'll put up the, we'll put up the f- complete um, computer rankings for insiders probably first week in July when the magazine starts hitting newsstands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will have, um, but, but, so we've released a top 10 in each classification, each division. We're going to talk about a state championship contender outside of each of those classifications, top 10s. We're going to get into that. In the back half of the show, it is Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions. And as always, it's completely on you, the viewer. If you answer, ask us one question, that is when our weekend starts after that question. If you ask us 40, well, we may not get to guys, 40, but I, we'll do as many as we can. Guys, I've got beer to drink, so I've got... I've got I, a bunch of cereal to eat. You do have a, Hot off the heels of our oh, greatest ever segment oh, yesterday. yes. By the way, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I have two things before we get going into that. Okay. Two things. Yeah. One, um, I did go yesterday. I, I went and I spoke at um, friend of friend of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Ken Caps' uh, Oh, nice. Thing. I, do yeah. that, I do that every year. Six-man extravaganza? And, yes. Yes. So here's the thing. Okay. There is a, um, there's a six-man all-star game in town. Right. Somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. Some of the coaches stopped by. Right. I got to see Dwayne Lee from Strawn. 
Mm-hmm. And I got to see Eddie Gallegos from Jonesboro, nice. which is always very nice. nice. And I gave them some magazines, and we picked Jonesboro out of the playoffs. Did, and d- that was a that was a, a minor did, um, did awkward d- moment. Did Dwayne Lee motivate you and then break a whiteboard over his skull? Um, he uh, yes. <laughs> Here's the other thing about Dwayne Lee. Dwayne Lee's wonderful. This is a coach at Strawn, the the two time defending one A Division two state champion. Doctor Jekyll and Coach Hyde. Um, so his his wife came. His lovely mm-hmm. wife Denise came. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dwayne Lee and I are the same guy. Yeah. Um, because his wife is tiny. Oh, she, he's got she, he's got a he's, tiny wife. He's got okay. he's got a tiny right, wife too. Yeah, all right. So we uh, we share in, in the funny. we're kindred spirits in the in the the brotherhood of tiny wives. Yeah. Um. So it was great to see both those guys. I wanted to shout them out. Secondly, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I received some text messages yesterday. Do you okay. know Do you know who I received some text messages from? No, and I do not care. I won't use her name, but it's uh, Mrs. Thompson. I received oh, text messages from Mrs. Thompson I do yesterday. Know, I do know that she was texting you while watching the segment. Mm-hmm. She was very. She had lots of opinions. Yes. Yeah. Um, her first response to me was, "I will edit this because it's a family show." Effing love Golden Grams. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I knew she had good taste. Yeah. She likes the Golden. Grams. By the way, there's a YouTube comment on yeah. on on the uh, yeah. that we did the 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 the. There are Children's a lot cereal of, power There rankings. are a lot of YouTube comments. A lot of hot takes. Yeah. One of them, one of the five or six or whatever it was, I agree with Tepper. Apple Jacks is trash. Mm. You're you're really like trying to find like the Mm-mm. three or four people who agree I'm with right. you on there's this. A, there's an article online. I'm Google Apple Jacks garbage. No one is saying Apple Jacks is great, but your insistence that it's garbage, it's garbage. is just, you know, that's too much. Mm-mm. It's yeah. garbage. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, go check that out if you missed our debate yesterday. Uh, it's sweeping the internet. Sadly, it is. Um, it's this the new football show's most popular segments. Half the time are about food. It's the um. <laughs> it's 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 this week's it's this week's version of that Kardashian photo where it's like the the champagne or whatever. That's what. It's yeah, that's sweep, it. It's yeah. breaking the internet. Right. It's so. breaking the internet. Anyway. Yes, sure. Um. Okay. Let's get into our <laughs> football. Let's get into our actual actual non nonsense uh, today. We're we're talking about um state championship contenders who are outside of the top 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football hits newsstands the first week in July, but subscribers uh, could be receiving it as early as today. Don't you wish you were a subscriber? Anyway, um, we released our top 10s in each of the classifications, um, and to... You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. There were some people who were bent out of shape about it. For the most part, it really was. The only, as we've said before in the show, the people who were most upset about it were like, my team, it's crazy, and the, and we couldn't tell them. Right. But those teams were ranked like 11 to 13. Right. Yeah. They were right outside the top It's top. like, eh, you guys. So uh, our friend um, Tony Boylock at TXHSFB on Twitter uh, asked us about a week ago. They said, okay, name a state championship contender mm-hmm. outside of of the top 10, yeah. which is interesting because if you look at the history of our rankings, generally speaking, we're pretty good. If you give us 10 picks at a state champion, usually one of them is going to be in that in that yep. top 10. Yep. But um, but this is an interesting mix, and, and I decided to go about this in a different way. Um, I did not want to say, oh, well, we'll just pick the 11th best team. Because well, that's no fun. Uh, I, that's what I let me refer. The only thing I'll say is I didn't want to default to that. The only thing we'll get to this, but the only thing I'll say is six AD two is kind of cheating, and we'll get into why six AD two is cheating. Yeah, and there are a couple of them. I, I want to be clear that on my list there are some that are ranked eleventh, but my process 
for putting this together. Trust the process. Trust the process. My process was looking at the playoff path and who had who would have to spring the fewest number of of what we would consider upsets in order to get there. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is a lot more about region strength, and and can you get out of your region? And then uh, let's uh, let's take a perfect example, and we're going to spoil the six A Division two pick, but let's take a look at uh, let's <laughs> this is exactly who I was talking right. about. Right, it's the way. Beaumont Westbrook. Right, okay. I might as well just come out and say Beaumont Westbrook is ranked eleventh in six A. Yeah. Okay, Beaumont Westbrook. If you look at their playoff path last year, they roll through six A Division two region three. Which was we all agree the much weaker version of division of region three because because six A division one region three was uh, a pack of dogs with mm-hmm. bees in their mouth right. and when they bark they shoot bees they at shoot you. bees yeah this is they they managed to get through that and then they ended up basically springing one upset they beat Westlake and mm-hmm. it was a wounded Westlake mm-hmm. team and they made it to a title game and at that point you're forty eight minutes away and you can win a title yep if you're on the stage right so. To me, I looked at region strength. So here are my picks for contenders, uh, title contenders outside the top ten. I'll start with I broke up six A into two of them because division one, division two. The division one is more interesting to me, and like I said, we'll get into that. Six A division one, I took I took the Woodlands. No. Um, first and foremost, I think that having uh, Jim Rapp in a second year at the Woodlands is going to be impressive. It's going to be important. They bring back eight starters on both sides of the ball. This is a team of program, of course, with pedigree. Played in a title game recently. 2017? 16? Mm, 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. Yep. Played in a title game. Furthermore, if you take a look at Region 1, or Region 2, rather, let's just say, for the sake of argument, now, at some point, they will have... That is the Allen region. Right. They're in Region 2. Right. That is the Allen region. Let's say... Let's just... Uh, the Woodlands has beaten Allen before, but let's also say, okay... What if? What if they? What, what if they, they get past that? That is basically the the biggest and only hurdle that they would face, in my opinion. The only upset they would have to spring to get out of Region Two. And at that point, you're playing a team from Region One, which is probably going to be Duncanville, and ain't going to be fun. But at that point, you're you are all you. In order to win a title in Six A Division One, you're going to have to beat the Giants. They have to go through the fewest number of Giants. That we would have them as underdogs at. And so the Woodlands is super interesting to me. Uh, for 6A Division Two, we mentioned it's Beaumont Westbrook. So, and so here's why this is... Cheating. Cheating. All right. Because he played for a title last year and came well, within one point of uh, winning it. Not only that, right, but our, our preseason 6A rankings aren't divided by division. Correct. So the preseason 6A rankings, I think seven of the top ten mm-hmm. teams are Division One. Correct. They're locks to go to Division One. So essentially we're saying the fourth, our fourth-ranked team right. in 6A Division Two could win a state title. Well, no crap. Yeah, the, the, the favorite to win Region 3, right? But again, <laughs> if you're asking me if, if – uh, I, I was not told that, there, that, this was, uh, that, that we were going to start putting asterisks on this. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was just I know. I have to pick teams outside the top ten. Beaumont Westbrook's outside the top 10. Given the path of least resistance, that's what Tepper will choose. Beaumont Westbrook (laughs) has, I'm glad you brought that up, has the path of least resistance. (laughs) That's exactly it. And, by the way, you talk about a team that feels like they can, can, you know, move mountains at this point. They've got Eric Peavy back in the the mix. They do have to replace a number of key players like LaRaven Eli and and Robert McGrew, but I think that this team is going to be very, very difficult to deal with. Okay. So... We all agree that I cheated on that one. Five A Division One. Five A Division One. 
I'm going with Lubbock Coronado. Oh, look at you getting spicy. Okay. I like what Lubbock Coronado has coming back. are going to love you. I like what Lubbock Coronado has got coming back. I think they bring back a fair amount of um, uh, – they bring back the, the district newcomer of the year. They bring back a, an outstanding quarterback um, coming back. And they will have to go through two teams top, ranked in the top ten, right? One of them is Denton Ryan. Okay. Denton Ryan's going to be very, a bear. One of the other ones, Birdville. Birdville had a great year last year, but do have some rebuilding to do on the defensive side. To me, if Lubbock, Lubbock Coronado is the kind of team that if they that, that they're going to play two difficult playoff games in their region, but if they get past that, by the way, you know they they'd run to the state champion probably in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. You got your shot. You knock them off. You're the favorite. You take the crown from them. So I would say Lubbock Coronado. I I would say that's probably the one that I feel least confident about d1 is d1 so brutal extremely top heavy too when, when you get to the big teams in each region you've got to really swing five a division two i went with wichita falls writer um, maybe they'll stop sending you hate mail then. maybe they'll stop sending me hate mail maybe um wichita falls writer brings back an outstanding quarterback in jacob rodriguez they bring back a number of really great players they, they have a, a tremendous coach in mark bendel um and they are in i think the most manageable region in the state at that point then they'd probably get if they get out of region one again they would probably or then they'd probably run into alito we know how that has gone for them in the past mm. but maybe again where where this is kind of always working under the assumption that maybe things are going to be a little bit different and maybe these teams are not the teams at the top are not as good as we think they are mm-hmm. i think alito is going to be a killing machine again but at the same time maybe they're not and maybe the, maybe Ryder can get them so that is 5A Division 2. They do have a new head coach, so who knows if that guy's oh. any good. You think you're real cute, I'm just you? making the joke you always make. Yeah, but, Idiot. I'm, yeah, but I make Idiot. it funny. Idiot. All right. Let me get to one I feel actually really good about. You shouldn't. 4A Division 1. Path of Least Resistance? Dumas. I like Dumas, but th- I, I, I've always said, I would go on the record, 4A Division 1 is the toughest path to a title game. In any division, like for those. So teams. here's so here's it's the just thing. The deepest. First and first and foremost, do we agree? Field. Do we agree yeah. that when you take a take a look at the regions, that region one is probably the one we, we really like? What Decatur has coming back? Yes, they start the year number nine or number ten in the rankings, but Dumas has a ton coming back. They bring back fifteen starters, yep. twenty seven lettermen. Yep. This is a team that that again. We, we think, okay, they got to beat Decatur to get out of that region. And then at that point, they only got to play one team from Region 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know I what know. I mean? I get what you're saying. That, I get what you're they saying. Just, that, is, that is, to me, again, for Division 1, there's not a good choice. But it's also like they've only got to beat the team from, from Region 2, who will probably be a state championship favorite. <laughs> but here's the thing. And then beat the team from Region 3, who would be the next closest thing to a state championship favorite. But so, here, so I get such, what you're saying. It's such a tough path, I, regardless. Th- that's what I'm saying. You, you could see them winning the region, and I totally agree. Hmm. I totally agree. But when we're talking about best title shots? Well, here's the problem, okay? You have to knock out three heavy Let's just say hypothetically. It's we, tough. I, let's just say hypothetically we go, I'll pick a num- number. Let's pick the third best team in region two. That's Paris. They're right. ranked seventh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's such a, it's such a, like, it's impossible to get through. And, I, I'm, and not, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to overstate it. I don't think it's impossible. Right. But I'm just saying there is, I just cannot say it enough. For a D1 path to a title game and a title victory is, is just brutal. You're going, you're going to lose bodies along the way. 
for Division Two, I went with Hieronimo Navarro. Um, this is basically contingent on the idea that Cuero is just not going to be as good as they were last year, which is not. I mean, that's asking too much of them to ask them to be as good as they were last year. They're incredible. You're like getting on every Wimberley fans. I know crap list this week too. But this was a team that was a ten win team a year ago. Uh, I, I like what they have coming back offensively. And if you work under the assumption that they're going to see Cuero twice because they're district bunk mates, maybe they got a shot. You get out of Region 4, you'd play a team from Region 3, but again, you'd only play one of them. You know, maybe it's West Orange Shark, maybe it's Jasper, maybe it's Silsby. My, my pick there is Hiranna Monofaro. 3A Division 1. And 3A Division one's tough because it does feel like we are just so careening towards another Malakoff Grandview game. So you have to pick somebody outside the top 10 yeah. to do that. Yeah. I went with Bushland. I like this pick. Bushland is coming out of Region 1. It's a fun team. This is, again, another team that you're, you're operating on the assumption that Brock, who's the big bad bully in Region 1, is not going to be as good as they were. You're operating on the assumption that if they stumble, Bushland can take, over, take advantage of that. And then you knock off Malakoff in the semifinal, which is not going to be fun. And yeah. then you probably play Grandview in a title game, which is not going to be fun. But if you're asking me to pick one, <laughs> I think it's probably Bushland simply because that path is a little bit more manageable for, for, for that squad, That's for fair. Jimmy Thompson yeah. company. Okay. Three division two. I went a little bit off the board here. I did. I, this is one. This is a, isn't this a team? This is a team, right? Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, this is a team that we always feel like is just right about there. Like they're just oh, ready to break through. They're just right there to break through. It's Harmony yeah. out of Gilmer. Um, Harmony, it's a 10 win team a year ago, 12, 12 starters back from this year's squad. And again, they're in that region, region three. And, and, and this was uh, for the last two years, it's been like, you're having a great year, Harmony. It doesn't matter because you're in the region with Newton. Yeah. You will run into Newton and they, they will do Newton things to you. Yeah. That's it's just simply the way that things uh, things work. And by the way, this is a team that lost a danger field last year in the, in the area round. They got to get past both those squads. But let's work under the assumption right now that they are that those two teams are going to take a step back, a measured step back. Harmony could be the kind of team that could take advantage of that. Get past a Region 4 team that, you know, Region 4, East Bernard, maybe Tide Haven, those are good squads. But, you know, Region 3 has generally had Region 4's number. Then you get to a title game, and look, it, you're, at a, you're at a title game. That's all you can ask for. It's 48 minutes to win a title. Two Division One. I'm going to get a phone call about this. <laughs> it's Crawford. I think that's Delbert Kelm calling right now. It is. Already. Uh, Crawford is... Um, Delbert Kelm hates when I talk about his team. And this is a team that, by the way, went five and six a year ago. So this is kind of going on a path. But I think they're probably the second best team in Region 2. Into a Division One, behind San Saba. Let's operate now. San Saba is going to be really good. Again. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. They're going to be really good. Yeah, but let's say something goes kablooey. Yeah, let's say they have a rash of injuries. Where this is two way we're talking about. Yeah. Let's say they have a rash of injuries. Let's say for some reason the coaching change doesn't take. For some reason, I don't know. Again, we're we're working on our hypotheticals here, but Crawford. Is a team with pedigree, a team with a great coaching staff, a team with with dudes, especially on the defensive side, yeah. that they're going to have a shot. Yeah. And if they stumble, they will hit you. Then you get out of there, and yeah. then you're playing a team from Region One, which I think we all agree is not it's not Region Three or Four. Nope. And then you're playing one of those teams. You're probably playing Refurio, Mason, or Shiner in a title game. Yeah, shot. Yeah. Two A Division Two. I'll blow through these real quick. Bremon. Um, 
I, I think that we have we have forgotten that Bremont's super good. And again, a five and six year, a, a six team a year ago, eighteen starters back. Yeah, for Coach Jeff Kozowski's squad, yeah. and they're hungry. They're ready to prove that, like, yeah, we're we're not just the Rashad Paul show. Again, this is Region Four. They would have to go through two top ten teams in Fall City and Burton. But let's work on let's let's. Maybe Burton losing to Monrick Winters in that outstanding senior class hurts more than we think. And maybe something doesn't click for Fall City. I don't necessarily see that. But Bremond is the team with the pedigree and the experience to make them pay. And I think Bremond is, is my pick out of 2A Division 2. Uh, 1A real quick. Ira is my pick in 1A Division 1. Uh, Ira is a team that I believe um, our computer loves and our human rankings are iffy on. Uh, but this is a team with 10 starters back. And remember, we're talking six-man football. So that's out of 12. Um, from a team that that did win 10 games last year, um, I would keep an eye on Ira as my pick out of the, side of the top 10. And in 1A Division two, I like Whit Harrell. Whit Harrell is a squad that, again, I think has a chance to make some noise. Um, the, the biggest thing for them um, is that they are they're coming out of region, uh, th- region 3. Is that right? Where's Max, what region is Whit Harrell in? Region 1. They're coming out of Region 1. I'm sorry. And they'd have to get through Motley County. Matadors are going to be good. Follett, we don't really know. Like, they, they got, do you know they lose every starter? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Follett loses every starter. Yeah. So, at that point, you're talking about beating one team to get to a semifinal. At that point, you're, you're, you're probably taking on the number one team in Jayton. It's coming out of Region 2, but I think Wade Harrell's got a chance. Anyway, those are my contenders outside the top 10. Uh, of course, we got... Will you run through them really quick because yes. Facebook is being squirrely and people miss some of them. Got it. Uh, 6A, I have the Woodlands and Beaumont Westbrook. 5A Division 1, Lubbock Coronado. 5A Division 2, Wichita Falls Rider. 4A Division 1, the Dumas Demons. 4A Division 2, Hirata Monofaro. 3A Division 1, Bushland. 3A Division 2, Harmony. 2A Division 1, Crawford. 2A Division 2, Bremond. 1A Division 1, Ira. 1A Division 2, Whit Harrell. There you go. Those are my contenders for the top 10. Uh, outside the top 10, uh, you can find expanded rankings in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Hits newsstands the first week in July or subscribe and we'll mail it directly to you. Don't run around to Walmart, Brookshire's, HEB. Let us mail it directly to you. Uh, use the, the glory of the United States Postal Service to get your print magazine because this is 2019 and that's what people do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Max. Uh, do you think we have some, uh, some, some We've got a couple of little things, but like I said, Facebook's uh, stream today has been Boo! extremely bad, and so everyone's upset about that. Do you think if I yelled Zuckerberg sucks that they'd shut us down? I, we bash him enough on here, and it hasn't happened yet, so I don't know. Maybe You're we're a not butthead, Mark Zuckerberg. This is, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Phil Vaney wants to know what kind of beer you're drinking this weekend, and I will remind him that this is a show for all ages, so we're not mm-hmm. going to go into that. Uh, there will not be any beer or liquor ranking on this show. Fun though it may be, delicious beer. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you know how many days until high school football season, Greg? Rick Wright wants you to know. Tony tweeted it. Seventy-eight. Oh no. Seventy. No. Seventy. No. It's the nicest number. Yep. Yep. I'm yep. not going to dignify yep. that with a response. Uh, I want you to know because you've been so you've been riding this horse about Apple Jacks. Yeah. There is someone who agrees with you. Boom. You're not going to like it, though. I don't care. It's Brent Homan. No, Brent Homan's a veteran. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brent, yeah. Brent, Brent Homan. Not Brent a Holman. guy who harasses you constantly Brent Homan's a patriot. Today, he's a patriot. He's a patriot. Yeah. Okay. He's a man who has right. sacrificed okay. for this sure. country. Yeah, all right. And you know what? That's a man you can trust. You've got to be kidding me. 
Uh, just unbelievable. Anything else? Uh, Maverick Cassidy wants to know, out of SMU, North Texas, UTSA, Texas State, UTEP, and Rice, which program has the best chance to break out to be to become a premier G5 program? Okay, so he didn't mention Houston, or did he? Right, he, he's premier G5, so Houston is. So any of the G5? Well, Houston. No, no, no. He's, he's saying, he's assuming Houston is already a premier G5 program. Oh. What, I, what is the next one? We Listen. I Listen to the question. <sighs> Serenity now. Um, it's Friday. Max and I need to get away from each other. Um, okay. Of those, I mean, probably SMU. I think just kind of the, their built-in recruiting base here in the DFW Metroplex, Sonny Dykes uh, is a really good coach. Um, but I also think, look, we've been waiting for UTSA to break out for a long, basically since they their inception. Um, but I, I wonder, you know, I, unfortunately, I love Frank Wilson, but it might just take another coach to get that. Uh, if you're asking for the highest upside, it's Texas State. Yeah. I mean, I love Jake Spavitol. Uh, I think that they are, I think the Sun Belt is, like, whereas in Conference USA, you never really know, and eventually you're going to have to go through a team, you know, North Texas is obviously in this mix as well, but, you know, how long is Seth Luttrell going to be there is kind of my question, mm-hmm. and what happens after they lose Mason Fine. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about kind of the guts of a program, um, in Conference USA, you're going to have to get through some some powers. The AAC is very difficult. What are you... Just keep answering the question. I will. You can't laugh at my answers. I'm not laughing. And then, but the other thing for me is, um, is you look at the Sun Belt. I think the Sun Belt's winnable. Like, I, especially if if Troy's going to start taking a step back, um, the Sun Belt's super winnable. And, and Texas State, of course, being in the center of Texas, um, and and with a great coach and Jake Spavitol, if they can if they can start making moves. Um, I think that could be the team that we're talking about in five, ten years. I also think sustained excellence in the Sun Belt becomes a national conversation. Look at yes. what it's done for Troy and App State the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Conference USA doesn't get that benefit. Not you quite. know what I mean? Um, it happens in the AAC, but really not in Conference USA, which is odd, but I think just you know the way it is. Yeah. Um, what were you giggling at? Tony Blaylock. I'll get to that in a second. Tony Blaylock says, we'll be out at the uh, final D1 7-on-7 SQTs tonight and Sunday, and then I'll see you guys next week in College Station. We'll see you there, Tony. Rad. Um, he'll be parked under a tree somewhere hiding in the shade. Smart man. Uh, a guy named Brandon McAuliffe? McAuliffe? Brandon McAuliffe, who's here in studio. Our, our man out in the big country out west. He says, uh, what school in big country has the best odds on a deep run? Do you know, Greg? Do you want to just tell him he's here? Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking big school or small I school? It doesn't matter, right? Both. Um, now he's just getting greedy by saying you're both. Greedy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make sure I don't put my foot in my mouth and name some team that's not technically in the Panhandle. Or I'm sorry, not <laughs> technically in, in in the big country. How dare you talk about a team in the Concho Valley? Um, I I think that I think Abilene has a chance to be really pretty good. I know that I know that the coaching change that they made. Um, is not exactly you know. It's uh, I I like I like the hire. I like the, the the promotion from within. I don't think they're gonna necessarily going to going to miss a beat. Um, but if you're asking me for any team, Pied Piper's a Hamlin. 
I'm big into what Hamlin's got cooking. It's true. This year. We are a little. Like, we are a little think, hot on. Do we have them Hamlin. third in the state? We're, we're real high on something like this that. Year. I like what yeah. Hamlin's got a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a good year out there. They've um, been discussed more than one time. In I the think. I think. Spring. I think Cisco's got something to prove, and they're a team I'm going to keep an eye on. Too. Yeah. After the way it ended last year. Um. And then if you want to include six man, Jayton. Jayton's number one. One division two. Hey, there you go. Look at you answering a question for a guy in the studio. That's amazing. Uh. Eric Partita says, I know y'all are going to most highly talk about this at, at some point in the future, but what first game, first week game, week zero, are you guys most excited about? Do you have one yet? So here's not the that you can talk about. So here's the problem. Yeah, not that you can talk about. That's the problem. So I I I do cash paychecks from Fox Sports Southwest. Yeah. Um, your source for high school football. They want me to say yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so football days in Texas uh, is of course the kickoff of the big week. Um, and they have selected the games, and I know what they are, and I can't tell you <laughs> because then they'll stop cutting me checks. So um, those are the games I'm excited about, and so I can't really mention because then it would be like process of elimination. Uh, yeah. So um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Eric, you were right. We will eventually. We talk will about eventually this. get there. We cannot. Talk we'll do about a whole it. week just, on week one. Just yet. Brent Homan says, besides the obvious places to eat at Galveston, any hole-in-the-wall places you recommend? Obvious places in Galveston? Why are you going to Galveston? Don't go to Galveston. Wow. He's going to fish, I'm sure, but don't I, go to Galveston. I love all corners of the state. That's a lie. You I just wouldn't that, say it on air. I think that that's all a corners lie. of the state I've heard about the places you don't like. wonderful people. And if you and don't culture? stop, I'm going to call them out on air. I like Galveston. Lie. Why do you lie? Liar. Kevin Higginbotham says, how does Canyon look this year? Uh, I presume we're talking about Canyon. Canyon Purple. Canyon Purple. Yeah. Okay. Not, 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 um, wait. Not, not New Braunfels. Not New Braunfels. So sorry, then sorry, sorry. Canyon Eagles. Canyon Eagles, excuse me. Oh, yeah, sorry. Max. Go ahead. You scared me. Um, I think that this is um, a Canyon squad that uh, has, uh, I think, a chance to make some noise, um, they're they're getting you know right now. I think that there's a lot of attention being paid to Randall, uh, but this was a, a, a Canyon team that did go 11 and two a year ago. Um, brings back eight starters, including a couple guys that they're really excited about. The problem is that they are in that really, it's a it's a how do I put this? <laughs> so Region One of Four A Division One has decatur it has hershey it has dumas it has springtown it has pampa it has canyon it has andrews it has herford it has seminole even down to clint all of those teams are so super close in my opinion i don't think there's a prohibitive favorite in 4a division one and so for canyon think of it like this they just got to win a bunch of coin flips in a row you know, like there, there's not a, I don't know if there's a team maybe outside of Decatur that they're going to play that they're going to be like significant underdogs against once they get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you got to win all those games. They're not going to be significant favorites over pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at on it. Um, I think they're a team that um, it, it, it se- seems like from what we understand, they're um, they, they've got a good secondary or rather a, a good uh, JV coming up to fill in some gaps. But um, you know, you gotta replace a quarterback. That's no fun. But um, I think Ken, I think Kane's back in the mix. I think they got. I think uh, I like. I like what that coach and staff's got cooking generally. Yeah, is that a good answer? That's a fair answer. Did I, I do that's, it? That's fine. That's Did fine. I do the thing. Uh, Corey Reimer wants to know what's the toughest district in three A, and I'm gonna tell Corey. Yay! That's in the magazine. Oh! Boom! 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 
Yeah. I don't want to spoil that one because we picked the three toughest districts please, in 3A to watch. Please buy a magazine. So, yeah, when it comes out. Then we can talk about it. If you disagree, when you get your magazine and you want to talk about it on the show, let's please, do it. Please buy, mag- please, yeah. please buy a magazine so Max can buy sugary cereal. I'm going I'm to yeah, follow this up with Phil Vaney. Who's, Phil Vaney I love, but his question is, five toughest districts statewide. That's a segment. That is not a question. Okay, we'll that's, table it. That's too much, right? Could you oh, sit yeah. here? I mean, you could just probably name three, but you'd have to really look at it to get like to feel like you did a good job answering the question. Yeah, I would yeah. be talking out of my butt yeah. more so than I normally do. Yeah. Um, Buddy Burke says, "What about Denton Ryan? What about Denton Ryan? What about him? Anyway, they're Great good. Question. I mean, like when people say people phrase that question, what about Denton Ryan? Or what about whatever team? It's like we have Denton Ryan ranked second in the state. I mean, <laughs> we think they're going to be awesome." <laughs> I always love those. Aaron Arbuckle. End response. Ron yeah. Swanson. Right. Aaron Arbuckle says, how is District 13 5A Division 2 looking to you? Okay, 13 5A Division 2. Yeah. If, I, if, if I'm thinking of the district, I think he's thinking of. Hold on. You're listening to live coverage. Of yeah, me looking right. This up. 13. So this is the district. Yeah. This is the – this is – oh, this is the – this is the wild ass district. Yep. This is thirteen five A Division Two is the one that has Brenham and then a bunch of teams that like are new and it's like Bastrop Cedar Creek and Glen and Pflugerville Weiss and uh, like Georgetown Eastview who's been around for only a hot minute. Um, look, you you lean towards pedigree, but remember last year this district was complete chaos. I think they had three teams finish five and two in district play. Um, for first place, uh, I, I don't know. I think you lean towards pedigree and whenever you lean towards pedigree, you lean towards Brenham, but talking to coaches down there, they are, they are concerned that Leander Glenn is going to be a problem with a capital P going forward. Uh, maybe this is the year that breaks through. Um, I think Elgin's got a chance to, to make some noise as a sleeper, uh, Bastrop's in the mix. Eastview, I think, has has guys they feel good about. We have a phone in here. I know it's connected, and I never know who's calling. Do you want to answer it? Just it on says, the air. It says a wireless com- customer. So oh. there's that. Oh, that's nah, nice. I'm good. Um, yeah, I would probably lean towards Brenham early, but again, if last year is any is any um, is any kind of like measurement, then it's going to be Crazy Town Banana Pants. Yeah. Uh. Roy Blake Glasby asks, 5A Dark Horses question mark. We gave you two today on this show. Any follow-up, Greg Tepper? Nope. Do you want me to read them off again just for posterity's sake? <sighs> what did I say? Love it, Coronado and Richita Falls writer. That's the ones. Yeah. Um, Neil Crockett, how is 2A Division One's? or no, he wants, give me one 2A Division One Dark Horse. Besides Crawford? Right. I said Crawford. Right. Um, one more. Okay. I'll give you one more okay, since we gave two to 5A. Right. Okay. That's fine. Um, besides Crawford, let's go with Holly. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good pick. Let's go with Holly. Uh, Lehman Saunders with a baseball question for Tepper. We're just crossing all the Rubicons today. We're just The streams are getting crossed. Should the Rangers retire number 10 from Michael Young and Sunberg at the same time? I say yes. Double ceremony on August 30, 31st? Question mark, exclamation point. I say yes. I, I, the thing is, I love Michael Young. I've, I've been critical of him because he's, he was always a pretty poor defender. But, um, but the, the man was the face of the franchise for a decade. 
and arguably towards the end of that decade is their most successful time ever. Um, the, he, ten deserves to be retired, but if you retire if you retire ten and you don't acknowledge Jim Sundberg, then I feel like you're doing a disservice to Jim Sundberg, who was also super good and arguably a better overall player than Michael Young. Yeah. Um, I would say like Michael Young means more to the franchise, but Jim Sundberg certainly deserves to to have his number retired. I would have it a double, and I hope that I hope they I hope I get the feeling Michael Young will probably at least say something. So. That's kind of what I think. That's fair enough, right? Yeah. Um, Corby Williams asks, so what's the take on Glenn Rose? What is the take on Glenn Rose? Well, they lost a great quarterback. Right. Um, that's going to be tough because that's a high-powered offense. Oh, yeah. Coach um, Watkins knows how to coach him up, though. I, I will I will say this. Um, so we, we I got asked the question this, this last night, and they said, who's the best team 4A and below in the state? And I said, so, uh, so assuming we're going pound for pound, right? Mm. The problem with Glen Rose is that they play in the classification with, in my pick, my pick for the best pound for pound team in the state, which is um, Pleasant Grove. Yeah. So, Glen Rose, I think, is is going to be dangerous. Um, I want to see how they replace the quarterback. Remember, they were within a whisker of playing basically in a semifinal mm-hmm. because they lost to Iowa Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they go to a semifinal, they play Pleasant Grove. I mean, who knows? Um, I think they're. I think they're back in the mix. I'll tell you that they're ranked. We have them ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Glen Rose is. I think Glen Rose is a factor, but it all depends on how they replace the quarterback. Yeah. Um, next question is from Derek Del Rio. Any sleepers coming out of East Texas? I mean. I mean, I mentioned Harmony. We mentioned Harmony. Um. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, there's this team I've been hearing a lot about. Carthage. <laughs> oh, God. Um. <laughs> East Texas sleepers, um, sleepers, yeah. God, no, like I, think, I mean, I, I think, think, I think, like, it's, we, th- we think, we think East Texas is going to be really good, which is why we like. There aren't, teams. yeah, there aren't any sleepers in East Texas because they're all freaking good. Right here, um, like here's here's a perfect example of like if you want to if you want to talk about a, a sleeper, like someone will come on here and be like, you you haven't talked about Jasper. They're not a sleeper. No, they're not. They're 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 yeah. wide open. They're second in the state. Yeah, third in the state. We think Gil- they're great. Yeah. I mean, like normally, I t- like. Here's a team that ticks a lot of boxes for sleeper is Gilmer, right? Because they were not. But all it's that Gilmer. Good last year. They were six and seven a yeah. year ago. How do you call Gilmer? But they're Gilmer. We have them ranked seventh. Yeah. Like that's the problem yeah. is that like yeah. we have we have such respect for what goes on in East Texas. Yeah. That like at that point you're talking about maybe a team like Liberty Ilo as a sleeper. Um, that, that but mean, it's like yeah. At that point, like I think that to, they're not the they're you know they're in Region Two and Region Two is going to be a a bear trap. Yeah. They're in the same district as Pleasant Grove. Uh, Syntex teams you can see making a dim- deep run from Tim Guzman. Syntex team. Oh. Um, Maybe you've heard of this. Perhaps they're, Waco La Vega? They're the Pirates. Waco out, La Vega. Out of La Vega. It's very good. It's actually the, pretty, al- it's actually the alma mater of Dave Campbell. Yeah. Um, see, Jesse Wyatt just said, Henderson's a sleeper. Henderson's not a sleeper. They're a great football team every year. Like that to us, that's not sleeper. They're in the one of the toughest districts in the state. That is one of those districts, right? Guys, Carthage, Kilgore. That's that. Henderson guys. is not a sleeper. Can I get a single? You have a single. Go. Hi guys. <laughs> Greg Tepper. Henderson's ranked eighth in the state. It's not a sleeper. If you're ranked in the, I would say, if you're ranked in the top twenty. You don't qualify as a sleeper. Yeah. 
We've got to stop using that word like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's like, you didn't pick I us to win you. state. We're sleepers. I no, love you guys. that's not how it works. Guys. Carthage is ranked second in the state. They're not a sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And by the way, Henderson is like a team that perennially makes a deep run. Yeah. Like, if it was a team like, okay, last year, here's an example of a sleeper, okay? Last year, if you wanted to say that New Deal was a sleeper. I'd buy okay? it. I'd buy New it. Deal, may, they, I would need to go back and look. They, they might were, have started the year ranked. They were, no, I think they started the year 16th, 16th. in our okay. 281 rankings. Perfect. Yeah. 16th. Yeah. Still ranked, right? They're still right. on our radar. Right. But because they had never gone that deep before, they, they were like, oh, well, maybe that could be a kind of a, a team that, that nobody's paying attention to. That, But when you're Henderson, and you have the history that Henderson has, no. Yeah. We've got another one. Lloyd Kelly Murray. Hershey's a sleeper. No, they're not. They're one of the top three teams in their region. That's not a sleeper. You people. Words have meaning. <sighs> Words have meaning. Guys, Hershey's, Hershey's, Hershey's really good. <laughs> Hershey has to replace some key pieces, including a coach. But I love what Antonio Wiley's got going. If, if Wichita Falls, a sleeper is a team that people would be surprised if they made a deep run. Nobody in this room is surprised if Hershey makes a deep run. Here's one that got it right. I'm going sh- to give him a shout-out. John Hambrick. John Hambrick says, Boyd will be a sleeper the next couple of years. Into it. They have a, talent, a bunch of talented kids moving up. Into it. Call it, call it now. Super That's into fine. it. I'm, I'm and, with you by there. the way, they got a chance to make some noise this year. They got 10 starters back on defense. Yeah. Uh, from a team that, you know, that, that you know, playoff team a year ago. Keep an eye on Boyd. I'm into that. Boyd's a sleeper. Landon Rackley asks, what do you think of Rivercrest's chances this year in their region? Um, I don't know what the draw. Do we have the projections on our? Do we have the computer? Yeah. Pre- so, so Rivercrest was. Do I have this right? Yeah. So Rivercrest, um, out of Bogota, 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 um, something like that. Yeah. Rivercrest, uh, again, what we were talking about with San Saba and, and Crawford, right? That it you first of all, all of this coming out of that region. Everything is contingent on San Sabo taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Everything is contingent. Yeah. The problem is that if they were to stumble, if San Sabo were to stumble, there are like 17 teams that could be next in line. Yeah. Now, Rivercrest is in that mix. Rivercrest is a team that, again, has a ton coming back, including 10 starters on offense, and they've got some guys from a 7-2 and two JV team that are going to be stepping up. But they're going to get past Bosqueville and Valley View and mm-hmm. Crawford and... and and Collinsville, and Riesel, and DeLeon, and, and, and Wolf City, and Celeste. I like what Rivercrest has, but that line is long, and that crowd is deep, and that it, it's, 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 again, if San Saba stumbles, it's going to be like Black Friday at Walmart, where it's just like everyone just like pushing each other out of the way, be like, no, me, 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 me. Uh, that's it. And again, that's if they stumble, and right now we don't project them to stumble. Yeah. On... June 21st. No. Uh, Tracy Nolan says, what about the district with Wall, Jim, Ned, Eastland, Breckenridge, and Clyde? Should be really tough. I believe that's 3-3A Division One. Yes. And yes, that is a tough district. It's a very tough district. Um, I think that – I think Wall's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really good. Duh, they start the year number six, right? Or, or uh, they start the year somewhere ranked 13th. Mm-hmm. We have them ranked 13th. There you go. There's a little bit of, of extra. Uh, but the coaches, let's put it this way. The secret's out on them. 
we asked the coaches um, to to uh, to rank the top the uh, top ten teams in their in their state mm-hmm. in the state, and uh, Wall came in sixth in that ranking. Yeah, uh, the coaches think they sniff something out, and we do too. That's not to mention Eastland with Baron Morton's back, right? Yep. All right, Baron Morton's Dude, back. Dude, he's got another year still after this. There is no way that's yes, true. true. He's, he's, he's a 60, junior. He's sixty-eight years old, and he's awesome. Um, Jim Ned is is of course was a second place finisher from a year ago. I think they're going to be dangerous. Um, Breckenridge is going to be in the mix. I think Breckenridge is good. I don't think here's here's the thing about that. I don't think there's a bad team in that district because you even get down to Clyde and Early, uh, which are the teams that finished fourth and fi- or fifth and sixth last mm-hmm. year. And I think both of them are going to be improved. And I think both those teams feel like they've got a chance that if things break right, they could they could up and finish first or second in that district. So yeah. um, that's 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 a district that's going to be fun every single week because let's put it this way. Um, it would not surprise me if this is one of those districts where we had like a three-way tie at four and one for um, for the district crown. Yeah, that's, that's because all those teams on the right night can beat each other. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Derek Bowman, this is a question I think you'll like because I know we've talked about Finally. this a lot. <laughs> do you think Navasota can make some noise in Region Three? I know you do. Yes, yeah, I do. Um, I think that I think that Navasota has been uh, has been. Um, Coach Dacus is a good fit there. Yeah. I mean, he's hometown hero, but uh, um, I think that I think that this is a they've been they've been waiting to strike, and mm-hmm. maybe this is the year that they strike. They got yeah. six starters back. They feel like they're going to be better this year. Uh, and by the way, um, they you know they they've, they've got some youngsters coming up uh, that they feel like they've they've got some some young guys that they feel can step up and, and take over key roles. Now look, they're in the same region as Carthage and Midlothian Heritage and and the sleeper Henderson and Van. And Kilgore, mm-hmm. but I mean, why not? I mean, the thing is, here's the good news: none of those teams are in their district. They're probably they're the, probably the favorite in District Twelve. Yeah. Uh, and so, as a result, if you can get past that, especially since Houston North Forest lost, um, uh, duh, ba, 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 who's a really good wide receiver? Is coming out of Texas A&M? Demond Demas. Demond Demas. Tell us him. Yeah. Um, I would say that I would say yeah, that would that that they you know they're gonna have a shot at it, and yeah. they'll certainly they're certainly in my opinion the favorite to win the district. And if you get that number one seed in the district, then let it roll, baby. Yeah. Uh, Case Carter says, Iowa Park should have been ranked. I don't necessarily have a disagreement. I will say they're just outside the top 10, though. Yeah. It's not um, as if we've got them at, like, 44th. I, I know, don't like, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. If we could spit, if we could fit 13 teams in our top in our top 10, um, Iowa Park would probably be ranked. Like, I think the number of points in our ranking system between the second-best team in that region, Estacado, and Iowa Park is, like, mm, uh, two or three points. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not... I don't know. Getting bent out of shape out of being just outside the top ten is, is that's a little the, much. Well, for and that, me. that that to me is is the biggest is is the thing that I would say yeah. is that if you take a look at um, at region one of of four division two, um, the top five teams. Yeah. I yeah. mean, pick a name out of a hat. Right. I mean, it, it's. I think Graham starts the year as the highest ranked team for us, yeah. but it's like literally the next team is Estacado. Yeah. And then. Spoiler alert, literally the next two teams are also from Region 1. Yeah. So. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Just, it's just, it's just, but, but it's, uh, look, when you, see the, when you see the complete rankings. I think you'll see that we have a lot of respect for Region 1, and we also just, well, I think we're just like, we have no idea. 
you it's know a, what it's I mean? a pretty like, wide open field. It it's just there really a lot of good. There's there's no there's no team that's like it would be stunning if this they is, didn't win the. This region. is one of those reactions where it's like we're not in the top ten. Why do you guys not think we're good? We think like the top fifteen to twenty teams in four eighty two could all make runs. It's a it's a like the top the very like we think Pleasant Grove's really good and probably a lot better than the rest of the teams. We're not gonna mm-hmm. we're not gonna shy away from that. But everyone else, it's kind of a free for all. It is so. I don't know. That's kind of where I stand on that. Um, Tim Latimer, what are your thoughts on Joaquin? I know they are in a tough district. That is true. They are in a tough, tough district. Good question. What's next? No. <laughs> um, yeah, Joaquin's going to have to deal with um, Tenahan Garrison at some point. But um, this is this is a team that's that's dangerous. I would say that this, like, here's the thing. If you want to call them a sleeper, I can buy it, right? Because if yeah. they can get out of that district, yeah, then you know they'll Watch have to out. deal with San Augustine, who's yeah. not fun. Nope. Um, but I mean, at that point, you can make an argument that they have beaten that they would have gotten past two of the top three teams in that region, and then where does that put them? You yeah. know, that puts them right in the mix. So yeah, yeah, I think I think Joaquin is is a perfect example of a sleeper. Uh, a, you know, a nine win team from a year ago. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm digging, I'm digging on Joaquin this year. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Sumter says, good to hear you all today at Possum Kingdom Lake. I know that's a place after your own heart, Tepper. So I'm just throwing that one in there. Uh, and final question of the day. Possum Kingdom Lake. You mean like the, uh, uh, the, the song by, golly, what was the name of the band that sang the song? Oh, that's, see, now this is what you do. You put yourselves in these holes and I'm not going to pull you out. Yep. Nope. Nope. Hold on. He's going to keep digging. Okay. Well, Possum Kingdom was written by the Toadies. Toadies. Okay. Uh, final question of the day because it is 12.50 and it is time to get the weekend started, y'all. Our man, Ant Blaylock, goes, what are your plans for 7-on-7 seven seven state coverage? Looking forward to seeing y'all next week, you two, Ant. Let's do that. Let's prime people with what we got yes. coming. And I will do that because I'm running that show. Uh, Matt Stepp will have will start his written previews on Sunday evening. We will have a special edition of Tep and Step for Insiders Woo! on Monday, previewing the in-depth uh, aspects of seven on seven, but we'll also preview it here on the show. We will do a show on Wednesday before we hit the road to head down to college station. Uh, we'll have a recruiting preview from Greg powers. We'll have a preview for each division by Matt step. We'll have a primer. If you're going to the state tournament, what you need to know primarily water and sunblock. Lots of water. Yeah, actually, lots of sunblock. It's, it's just going to be. It's just going to yeah. be a, a, a six-word article. Yeah. Be like water, water sunblock, sunblock, water, water sunblock, sunblock, shade. Uh, hyphen thirty hyphen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of video projects. I believe Greg Tepper has uh, loose, plan. loosely committed to a day one di- video diary. I think it's gonna be really I think dumb. It's gonna be stupid. Uh, Ishmael and I are going to experiment with some live look-ins on games uh, from our our little golf cart. That'll be fun. Uh, we have a uh, intern working on a sizzle reel for the whole thing, a highlight video for the for the tournament. Which intern? Cameron Worthy. Oh. Yeah, she's gonna do video. She's, she's an Aggie, so she's she's she knows the she knows the terrain. Down she's a there. good intern. Yeah, she's a good intern. We've had some bad interns. Matt and Ryan Harris, other good interns. They will be writing our championship game recaps. Hey, don't give me that look. You're the one that hired them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that's just that's just getting things started. So we got a lot of coverage coming y'all's way. Uh, it's going to be a hot, miserable week, but hopefully also a little bit of fun. Yeah, apparently humid too. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. We should build a dome. There's still time. There's still time, weather, for you to change your mind. Yeah. 
All right, that's it. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thank you to our in-studio audience for being polite and laughing at our jokes. For Max Thompson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.